0: Welcome back, Dream Tracers. Welcome to the Dream Tracers podcast. Today we have uh, an amazing guest. His name's Armando, and uh, he's. We're you know we're just going to talk about a little bit every, about everything that's going on with with uh, business, family, COVID, you know, <laughs> presidential elections, whatever you guys want to talk about, we're going to talk about. But uh, thanks, thanks for coming, bro. I really appreciate it. I know we were kind of talking before the podcast started, and we probably lost a lot of. A lot of good content already, but we'll try to we'll try to jump on from where we left off. Yeah,
1: awesome! Like, thanks for having me. I'm honored. Yeah, no, thank
0: you, bro. By the way, I don't know if you guys know, but the first time I I don't think I even told you this. The first time I ever came on on a podcast, it was on your podcast.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Are, are you are you still doing that? I am. I just haven't launched it because of the editing. Oh,
0: edit. okay. But I'm
1: going to launch it. So, okay. all Your episodes
0: did come out yet. I I guess not. Oh, I don't it don't know. hasn't came out yet. It's <laughs> there.
1: It's in the vault, bro. <laughs> it's in the vault. It's so much knowledge. Too much knowledge. She, too much yeah. Knowledge.
0: yeah. But the good thing is that I mean we could he can kind of show you before we we leave on how we're what softwares we're using. Yeah, it's pretty easy, right? Yeah, it's pretty easy. So awesome. you don't have to get all company yeah, Well, you have that. like a you have an analog thing and all it's this. It's more efficient. Right? Yeah, you're official, bro. <laughs> we just got we just got this mic. But but anyways, bro. Yeah. So how how have you been? How's business? I I see uh, Mimi Mimi's munchies is. Like, do you have a location? Like, what's, yes. how's so, everything? Tell me tell me about yourself. Well, so a lot of people don't know who you are, so tell us a little bit about your story, your background, where you've been, where you're going, and where yeah,
1: you're at. For sure, man. I'll start with uh, who I am first. So, like you said, my name is Ramon Lopez. I'm 24 years old. I uh, was born in California, but raised in Utah, so I'm more of a Utah kid. That's what I always okay. say. I rep Utah. Uh, like, it's my hometown because the, oh, I just grew up here, so it's like... Yeah. That is, uh, this is the place that made me, so I'm going to represent it. And so I come from an immigrant family. So, um, you know, we, we grew up in that traditional, you know, that usual uh, upbringing where it's like, you know, super humble beginnings. Um, you seeing your parents work every single day, so many hours. And but, you know, you, you kind of see that kind of entrepreneur spirit too, right? Because a lot of Mexicans, well, my family's Mexican. A lot of Mexicans are really entrepreneurial, right? In Mexico, a lot of people own their own business. And so you can see uh, your, your your parents like trying to work a job and trying to build something for themselves. And so I kind of grew up with that mentality, always seeing my dad be a salesman, uh, work in, in different sales jobs. And he even helped me, out, he helped me out as a kid to set up my own like candy selling little business so that was my first like go at business was like selling candy in elementary and so like you can talk to a lot of people i grew up with and they'll tell you yeah like i was that candy plug bro like and (laughs) and, like you know they they don't they don't permit that in school so i had to do like on the low on the low low you know i felt like a drug dealer and i was the it was cool because i was the only like eight year old that had a hundred dollars in their pocket you know so it was like I, i felt like a baller and then but it taught me so much man it taught me sales it taught me how to keep up with inventory, how to manage my business, how to not like uh, smoke your own supply. You know how yeah, they say yeah, Like, yeah. cause in the candy, beginning, that's what candy. happened. Right. <laughs> I ate the whole candy. I had nothing else left. And so, um, kept growing up, you know, um, we went through a lot of ups and downs with our family, uh, financially. So it, it kind of taught me to want to hustle. Right. It, it made me really motivated to want to go out there and do something for myself. Um, got involved with business straight out of high school, um it was actually network marketing nice. so i got into network marketing a lot of people you know don't really like mlm or network marketing but i think it's actually one of the best places to start if you're a total beginner nice. and you don't you know nothing about business because it will teach you the, like the business skills the the people skills yeah, yeah. The leadership skills that you uh-huh. need did you in life college or anything or not you just went straight from high school to so i went to college for a go. year but i dropped out so it wasn't yeah. for me like i I respect you. If you, if you're passionate about what you're going like, into in, in school, right? Mm-hmm. If like you, you want to be a doctor because you're passionate about that, I respect it hundred percent. But if you're just going there to make money, uh, you're probably going to be miserable. So yeah, that's yeah. what happened with me. Mm-hmm. And so I dropped down. I was like, no, I need to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And when in into business, learned all the people skills that I could in, in network marketing was able to actually make a, a full-time income there. I was, um, uh, there for two years, full-time, nice. which was amazing. Cause it's like, you know, the, It's one of the lower percentages when it comes to network marketing. The thing
0: is like .001%.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no one really does it full time. Like everyone does it as a side hustle. Yeah. So I was blessed to be able to do that and have that experience. And I'm not gonna lie, in the beginning, I was uh, money motivated. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have the nice things, the nice cars, the jewelry, Mm -hmm. everything you can name of, right? But then, I don't know, for some reason, like early on, like I started like changing my perspective and seeing that it, that wasn't fulfilling for me. What started being more fulfilling was actually doing, making an impact in people's lives and still being able to make an income. That's what was ended up being really fulfilling with me. So now everything else that I get involved with has to do an impact, um, in people's lives in one way, shape or form and make me an income. So now I like, I enjoy, I enjoy what I'm doing. And like you said, uh, business right, right now, this year has been crazy. Uh, I, I own an ice cream shop for you guys that don't know. It's called Mimi's Munchies. It's a, a small ice cream shop that we started two years ago. And when we first started, it, it was booming, right? Like it blew up. um We were making really good money. Yeah. Me and my wife were running it ourselves in the beginning. You know, we were making like $6,000 a month. That's pretty good for just, you yeah, know, us two. Little yeah. ice cream yeah. shop, right? Yeah. Little Mexican ice cream shop. But it, it was doing really good. And then we wanted to start growing and expanding and just start making more locations. And then this whole COVID thing hit and it's just like made us like, change our strategy completely. Like that's when I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna get into getting my own retail location yet. Mm-hmm. So right now we're trying to run up um doing more of just delivery. Gotcha. And it's I mean like I said it's been a hard year. So it's not the best year for retail or wow. restaurants or yep. that kind of a business. But I do own another business with my father as well. It's a wholesale foods business. That one's doing pretty well too because a lot of people are doing grocery shopping this year. Mm-hmm. Um I work for a tech startup called Cash drop. Uh, that we can talk about more on the yeah. podcast, yeah, but, but uh, we're doing really big things there. Uh, I love the mission behind it. And that's why I got involved. Cause I never thought I was going to go back into working for someone else. Right? Like wow. that was something that as an entrepreneur, I, I took pride on. I was like, no, never again will I work yeah. for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but when cash up came around and I started hearing about it and their mission, it, it made me super intrigued. And I, that's why I went all in and that's actually what I'm doing mainly right now.
0: So, um, so what is that like like, yeah what is it because i i've seen you talk about it a little bit but i i see that you have a lot of hispanics on it right or something like that
1: yeah so i don't know anything about it i got you bro i'll give you i'll give you the rundown so cash shop um tech company it was immigrant founded so the the owner his name is uh ruben Mm -hmm. a a kid from guadalajara jalisco so he he was born over there raised over there came to the us immigrated you know didn't have papers grew up in school had amazing grades was going to go to college but then like his immigrant status messed him up
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like that kind of threw him off a little bit but he he saw that you know what he he didn't want to quit so he learned how to code himself uh on YouTube mm-hmm. and he built the app himself oh. and so the app is is amazing because it's basically an app so we we help people start an online storefront in under 15 minutes the difference is that our storefront is hundred percent free. There's no monthly fees, no commissions, no contracts, no nothing. So it's like, you can like, think of it like a Shopify 2.0, but yeah. we're for the people. We're not here to make money off people, yeah. okay. off business owners. We're here to democratize the business owners and give the tools to people uh-huh. that want to come up and do something. So we're getting rid of all the excuses that people will have, right? Like people, yeah, people have an excuse. Like I don't have the money. I don't have experience. I don't have the technical skills to start an oh, online yeah. business. I don't, I, I can't do any of this, but. We give them, we give them everything. We're like, here, bro, like use this, it's free. Why not just launch your business? Okay. And so it's any kind of business, there's like no like hurdles when it comes to what kind of business you can start in cash shop. We have Uh people selling slime, like little kids selling slime on cash shop. We have people selling like a t-shirt brand, right? We have restaurants on board that want to accept online orders. So I run Mimi's Munchies 100% on cash shop because I want to prove it to myself that it actually works. Right. And so that's what I've been focusing on. I'm, I'm part of the growth team. And right now I'm traveling around um, this is helping. Is like it national or local? Right now it's, uh, we're, we're national. We're in a few yeah. cities nationally. We're in national. Florida, we're in Chicago, we're in LA, uh, Salt Lake City, yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> Denver. And so we, we, got, yeah. we got people right now all over the base. And it's a very diverse team. So everyone in the team is, the team's probably like 70% Hispanic right now. Yeah, so yeah. Latino um and then so it's very diverse that's that's what's awesome as well and i just like the mission behind it because i think this is something that we can we can use as a tool to unite our latino community right yeah. like i've always this is this is where it comes like this is why i hit you up i'm like hey bro like i want to start the latino um illuminati okay the brown illuminati that's like yeah. i messaged i messaged my yeah. right, i was like hey bro i want to start the brown illuminati He's like that sounds interesting bro. Let's yeah, talk about it. I mean, I thought I was about it.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, I knew that was going to catch your attention. That's why I said it that way. Uh-huh. Like if I said it like super technical, <laughs> it might've been, it might've sounded boring, wow. but um, I think the Latino community can do a lot better when it comes to collabing with each other. Yeah. Cause if you look at, if, if, if you look at other cultures, I don't know if you've seen like the Asian culture, bro. Yeah, they have you know, it yeah. down. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. Like in the business world, they like, they, they will help you start a business. Yeah. Right, yeah. if you're part of the community, they help you start a business. They all bring their efforts and their skills together. They get the business going, and not only that, on launch day, nice. they bring all their people in, and they're like, you know what, this week we're yeah. gonna support this business every single day. We're gonna help them sell out every single day. So when people drive by, it looks
0: it's cool just, busy. It looks, like, the looks popping. Yeah, the There's hype.
1: so much hype, and it just that business blows up. That's but true, you know what man. happens with the Latino community? No, we're all yeah, it's we start. We start. Program. Yeah, we start a business. <laughs> we're selfish, right? We started on our own. We want no help we don't ask for support and then if someone starts another biz like let's say i have a taco shop if someone starts another taco shop we're like damn like we we start being jealous we start uh-huh. like saying started like, you, start talking crap we start hating you, bro yeah. and then the point is that this is what i actually i just came back from LA right and we were we were visiting taco shops mainly cuz that's that's what i want to help the latino community mm-hmm. using cash shop and i would walk in there and say hey do you happen to i would go talk to the owner do you happen to know who your competition is and then the taco shop owner would be like, yeah, it's that taco shop across the street. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not your competition. Your talk. Your competition is Taco Bell. Your competition is these Asians opening Mexican restaurants, bro. Like your competition is like all these gringos, like all these yeah, white I'm America not- opening all these Hispanic businesses, profiting off our culture. Mm-hmm. That's your competition. We need to come together as a culture, as a community, and help each other and collab with each other and grow. And I think Cash Out can be the catalyst to unite the community and get us there. And there's going to be no excuses of... We don't have the resources. We don't have the skills. We don't have the technology. So,
0: so, so the app. So, I'm trying to figure out what what the app is because, is it is like like a site for example like in our company, we have something that's called uh, Client Tour uh-huh. that we developed in house. So, if someone wants to build a whole funnel, a whole uh, email drop uh, campaign. Uh, automatic phone calls, text messages, chat bots, uh, ev- all of that. If they wanted to have like a subscription base, like to, to take payments, it's pretty cool. All of that. We have that. Okay. And no one uses it in our company because it's no too one. much technology. Yeah. Something new it's to Too learn. advanced. Like it's there's
1: crazy. a learning curve.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I've been using it. So I used it last year, just last year, for uh, before COVID hit. Uh, and this is when we had like all the dudes that, you know, that were coming, working with us. And we were doing financial seminars. Like I taught, uh, I taught Colton and Sebastian how to properly do Facebook ads the right way mm-hmm. and how to create funnels and all of that strategically to the Hispanic community, how to do financial seminars and how to really profit. So th- what I've noticed is that, even then, like a lot of people don't know how to make money when they have all the technology. Yeah. Someone like me goes, oh, I don't give up. Even if, if, I, if I mess up, I learned one new thing. So I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going. So last year, I think I made like $80,000 from from using that technology that we have available at our company. There's only one other, one other guy that uses it. And he's a guy who's developing it with the company. And he's Mexican. And the yeah. reason why I know it is because him and I collab a lot. Like, him and I are the only two Mexicans, really,
1: yeah.
0: that are, like, on that kind of position where we're really involved in the company and really trying to help the company understand what we have so the company can explode. Hispanic-wise, how many Hispanics do you think we have in the company? Not that man. I like, know. if you were to put a number. I
2: would
0: probably say like, 2% of the company what Like percentage wise, what I, like, what I uh, well like numbers, like number not like, percentage, like in like single digits, double, double digits, or triple digits. Less than, I say, less than twenty. Twenty people, right? Yeah. So it's, less than twenty yeah. Hispanics. Okay. The re, the rest are like some black, some white, scattered. Maybe like,
1: yeah.
0: Maybe like twenty <laughs> blacks and maybe like I don't know sixty white people and the rest are Indians, that yeah, come I'm from kidding. IT. That come from like they those at Morgan Stanley, they have those technical backgrounds. Yes, but yeah, they're not it. using mm-hmm. it. And you have someone like me that knows nothing. And you're the only one and using I'm, it. And we're the only ones using it. <laughs> that's crazy. Most of those dudes do come from my IT background. Hell stuff yeah. Like that. They, you they can, think, yeah. They can go in there and dissect the whole program. Yeah, like coding and like all that stuff. All yeah, of that's true, bro. Yeah. And they're not using it. So so I guess going back to my question, is, is what you're talking about kind of like what I just described? Like, is it like a blank slate where anyone with a creative mind can come in there? And start developing funnels, campaigns, take payments. Like, what is it? Like, yeah, I, I, guess, I, I, guess I really get, it yeah, yeah. I get your question. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, no, um,
1: it's actually a lot more simple. Okay. We like you, when it comes to our app, you see people that are fifty years old, you know, that have no technical knowledge at all, okay. that have no social media experience, uh-huh. using and producing sales wow. for their business using this. We just made it super simple. It's mobile first, so it's like you can run everything on your on your phone. You don't even need a laptop. You can run everything off your phone and it's basically just think of it of a storefront an online storefront. We allow you to open up an online storefront and just open for business and start accepting orders for any kind of business that you have. Mm. So it can be like a online t-shirt business. It can be a restaurant business where you, where you accept pickup orders. It can be, um a services business where you invoice someone right Mm. and so we have different templates in there that once you log in and create an account it will ask you what kind of we call them drops Uh right what kind of drop do you want to make and that means what kind of store right yeah and so it could could be like a pickup drop and that's for pickup for picking up food or picking up merchandise right it could be a delivery drop. that means you're going to deliver something straight to the customer and so it just makes it so simple that you can literally set up your store under 15 minutes it's that simple. And go live yeah. and start making sales.
0: Crazy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it's kind of like a website with the backend built yeah. in. it. Do you know how
1: Shopify is? Yes. It's like, I really think it's like Shopify 2.0, mm-hmm. uh, but it's for the people, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's free. Like we're not trying to tax the, the business owner.
0: Okay. So my next question is. I know. Sure I know. You I know. know gonna, I know it's coming. How, how do you make money? I think it's the same. All right. Cause yeah. Because like, it comes yeah. back to this. Nothing Nothing's free, free right? Horrible, right? Okay. Yeah. Which is fine as long as you get compensated for your effort. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with making money.
1: Yeah. So we change the economics when it comes to the, the app. Instead of like charging the business owner, what we do is that we we charge the the consumer that's ordering through the app a small convenience fee. Okay. That
0: makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's coming
1: like from the the consumer yeah. Not so it, the yeah. Product. When it comes to a when it comes to a restaurant, on average, it's like fifty cents to a dollar mm-hmm. that we charge the customer, but and then but that's super cheap when you compare third-party apps like uber eats doordash yeah, right, right? Yeah. yeah, it's
0: wild. Yeah. Charge. or so, even like merchant services companies because they'll charge like a three percent yeah
1: or like a- well i mean uh they still have to pay for processing but that's with oh, a different okay. company that they choose or that they sign up with to process their payments okay yeah
0: oh but the individual
1: but the the actual software app itself that we don't charge for to them and i think i, I like that structure because our we're aligned with our interests, right? Yeah, because yeah. we do everything in our power to help you blow up as a business. Yeah. Because if you make a ton of money, we're, we're gonna make money, sure. right? Yeah. Not like these other companies that sell you a subscription. Yeah. Right. They charge you two hundred dollars a month, and they don't care if you do good or not. Yeah. Right. As long as
2: they get theirs. Yeah.
1: That's the thing about the Hispanic community that people
2: don't understand too is like we're super word of mouth. Like you know there's commercial stuff like that but bro like like you have a business something's going good you're going to tell, like your people yeah and that's the thing about like that's how my like on the actually both business like real estate and financial services like it's all word of mouth like people always ask me like when they want to get into real estate stuff like that. that's like well how do you get business and i was just like just people tell each other about them i was like i don't advertise i was like if you look at my social medias like yeah i'll post like yeah we close on the house but you'll never be see me being one of those realtors that's like Oh, let me run a CMA on your house. Are you looking for, an, I, I never do that stuff. Cause first of all, I don't like it. So why would I put that out in, yeah. you know, for other people? But I was just like, you just do a good service. And I, I feel like that's what you're doing. Like it goes around, you know, the word about just gets so spreading. spreading.
0: Yeah. So you know, we're, that's we're a cool some, job. Yeah. Resilient people, bro. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I think like, I think I agree with what you were saying. Like it is in your vested interest to help people like make money. So then you can make money. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you're doing something good for most people. Cause like, I mean, I'm already thinking of a referral that I can send you like my cousin that does, uh, catering in California, mm-hmm. they do some social media, but most of their business is through word of mouth because yeah. if their food is so damn good. So their, their name, of, their name of their company is called game over catering. So, and their prices aren't the cheapest prices. But if you look look them up on social media, they're not the greatest at social media, but they're good enough just to show the kind of food that they provide. But all their clientele comes from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Like someone tastes their food and they'll be – they've had people from different countries that come and visit, go specifically to go eat my cousin's food. That's crazy. That's how good his food is.
1: I want to try it now. <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. Dude,
0: it's so good. And so the thing is like, I don't think they have like a storefront or a website or anything like that. So I think they would super benefit. Especially, from in, the cash a, app.
1: especially in a 2020 COVID world where we, we had to sh- shift into a, an online world. So we, I think this company came out at the perfect time for that because, uh, you know, for the most part, like, in, it's just history, right? Like the Latino community is not really the social media type, the internet type. Yeah. The technical type and so they're you can see the the Latino community they're behind like a f- 20 years right yeah, in technology. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. But this made it so they actually had tools that were accessible to them. That's awesome. That they bro. could use. And so, so yeah, how man, did I, I find it? How did I find it? No, how do did they it? find it?
0: Like whoever's listening how because I look again yeah. okay, the whole purpose of this channel or this podcast is called the Dream Chasers, right? Yeah. So it's not industry specific. It's not like one dot process specific. It's it's if you're a dream chaser and you're out there trying to achieve something bigger, we're trying to bring you all the people and the resources that we have That's awesome. to try to help you Great. understand that you can really achieve your dreams. There's resources out there. So how, if they're trying to start like a, merch company or they're trying to sell food or they're maybe in a construction company right because you said you do invoices so yeah, they maybe do construction invoicing. they can send invoicing mm-hmm. so how can they find that platform? yeah they can just download the app it's on the app store it's called
1: cash drop just like that cash and then drop it's one word okay. so okay they can okay. download it, it right and it's now. a yeah
0: what do they have android
1: it's ios only right oh, now
0: come on yeah. bro yeah yeah, we got this battle with uh, Marcus, bro. Android apple. i hate apple bro so
1: gay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't associate with people that send green texts. Oh, that's my, oh, that's my dog. I don't know, man. I'm we
0: got
1: that bias when I see a green text, bro. Keep your vibe. <laughs> Did Twitter you guys ever, have? Have you guys seen that meme that that's been the, the biggest social pressure for people to buy iPhones uh-huh. has been when they get in a group text, and they're the they're the reason why it's green. Yeah. That that's like the smartest like marketing move from Apple because it forces people to feel social pressure and be like, nah, I need to get an iPhone. Like I'm out of place. That's just That's genius. Not, yeah, I feel yeah. it.
0: That's what happened to my little brother. He got an <laughs> iPhone and he's like, yeah, bro, I know this phone's inferior, but but like, you know, I need to be in. Like it's high school. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro, fuck it. Here, take your yeah, stupid I'm gonna, iPhone. I'm gonna, die, I'm gonna die hard, bro. Nah, I'm good. Same. Have you seen the new flip phones? Like the new Samsung phones?
1: I don't even care, bro. I've just seen like videos and
0: stuff. Wow, but... ah, bro. I see I like I like technology. Yeah. So to me, like let's say iPhone, like I won't jump on this topic for too long, but let us say Apple brought like an actual phone that had the best technology. Yeah. I'm 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 blind to brands. All I care about is who's giving me the best of my fucking money. And if you're fucking fucking me and not giving me my best for my money, you can't earn my money. Okay. Best of the best, bro. No matter what. That's how I. That's how I think. Not everybody. I respect it. I respect it. You know know what I mean? So when it's new technology, you got to look at all these new sick ass phones that are coming out, bro. Like they got like um they got a phone I don't even know what brand it is, but they got a phone where it's super thin and the screen flips sideways. So now you have a full screen this way, and then you got a screen going down. Then you got the, the phone that, the fold, I think that folds out this way. Mm-hmm. And then you got the new, I forgot what they're calling uh, something flip. I think I would probably get that one after this one. I'll probably get that one depending if the camera's legit. It folds in. With me always wearing suits, what I hate is having like half,
1: yeah. like yeah. having so yeah, many things sense. in my
0: pockets. Bullshit. So like even with phones, it's like it's so inconvenient to have a phone in my suit. It messes up my creases. So I'm like, I could have a little... The phone that it. has does everything. So I don't know. That's how I yeah. think. So I like technology, man.
1: So in just technology, are you a, you're not a brand guy? I'm not. But in everything else you are? Like are you like no, I see you're no, wearing Nike? Are you a Nike guy?
0: No, I'm not. Okay. Because uh, I have under armor right here. Okay. I got I well these it's are Nike, but no, I'm not. I bought this because it's, it's comfy. I'm call them, dude. <laughs> it's comfy. I'm, uh, dude, I'm a Nike fan, bro. Oh, are <laughs> you? Know? Damn, so, bro, so you wanna wear Adidas? This. No, I'll wear them, but like, I'll
2: wear them like, if I'm going to go do something, but if I'm trying to look good, I'll wear Nike.
0: Oh, my.
2: Like, Nike, for me, just the style, it's the same thing, like, Adidas, I, I just don't like their style, like, the shoes that they come out,
0: like, Yeezys, I'm a kind of Yeezys, I uh-huh. like that, that huh. bro, my bad, Everybody, That's me. how you know you're busy, that's how you know you're making money. Uh, it's like, <laughs> fine, real, bro, I'm like, leave me alone. Um,
2: what's it called? Yeah, no, I just like, I just like Nike, I just like the style, I like the quality, same thing, like, just the quality,
0: I feel like Nike has a better quality than the dealers do they so. What you think, bro i like my camera you do yeah i thought it was the same yeah see i'll i'll shop from anywhere as long as the quality is good i don't really care yeah. if it's fubu if Fuba. it's i swear <laughs> to god i don't care i mean <laughs> i don't have back, fubu bro. but i'm just saying like <laughs> if, i haven't back, other stuff, but if it's good i'm gonna wear it you know um but anyways okay so we talked about the app so before that you were talking about covid so so covid kind of slow down down the business yeah and then then you got it right
1: yeah how has that been yeah (laughs) then you got
0: yeah we ended up so how'd you i guess my
2: question too is like how did you adapt so like you said like your business was doing really good right the pre-covid yeah making about six grand a month whatever what did you have to do to adapt during this covid period to like kind of stay afloat basically like what things did you because that's that's a part of business right is there's no one set way of doing stuff. Like you're always going to have to adjust like on, and it's sometimes on the fly. Like you just
1: gotta, you gotta keep moving. Right. Yeah. So what did you do? So honestly, uh, what saved us honest, I think we would have gone out of business with the ice cream shop. If it wasn't for this was that we had, we were already establishing a brand on social media. So we already had an audience on Instagram, on Facebook, a good following. Um, a good following right. And so we had been working hard on it, like daily on, on, on our brand. And so that's what I saw. That was the biggest difference because when we decided to go, okay, we're going to do delivery only, especially when the whole shutdown happened and they only let like essential, essential essential businesses, right? Like open up, I guess ice cream shop is an essential (laughs) business. So we, we stayed open. Right. So, and so, um, when we were like, all right, delivery only, what saved us was that we had a social media presence and that we could let our customers know, here's where you can order. Here's the link. And that's what I saw because if you look like, I don't know if you guys have seen the stats, but more than 50% of local uh, restaurants and businesses have already c- closed permanently. Oh, yeah.
0: 150? In the U.S.
1: Yeah, in the U.S. Dang. And so, I mean, I, I've seen a couple. Of them yeah, like I that. know a lot of yeah. them because of my dad's business, right? Because we have a food to wholesale. And yeah, there's a lot of ice cream shops that are Mexican ice cream shops that didn't, that never established an online brand. And they're out. They're out. They're done. Damn. And so I think that was the biggest difference.
2: That's the hard part, too, because I feel like a lot of times we're like super not like us, but like some in this Hispanic culture, they're very like stubborn when it comes to like social media, they feel like they don't need it or they, it's just like, no, like we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, if you don't adapt to these things, it's like, we're going to get left behind. You know, that's where like, I tell Rafael about like, you know, HGI, the company we're in, like, we have a lot of dope stuff. And sometimes like when it comes to the marketing side, I feel like we're so behind on it. Yeah. Where I'm just like, yo, like we're missing out on such a big group because nowadays, like, you know, Corona forced you to kind of stay home. So what is everybody doing there they online? So yeah. when they go look yeah. at your business, look at different things, they're going to try to look for you online. So I feel like if you
1: don't stay up with the times with that, it is, it can hurt your business. Like it mm-hmm. will hurt it. Yeah. So yeah, you need to be top of mind uh-huh. for your customers. So like when they start craving something, like something sweet, you need to be the ice cream shop that shows up on their timeline. So yeah. they're like, all right, I'm going to order and yeah. or that yeah. Google search. The first yeah. one. Exactly. And so, yeah, man, that's what, that's what helped us. But yeah, eventually. I have no idea how we got it, but we ended up getting COVID. I don't think it was, I don't know, man. I have no idea where we got it from, but I was the first one that started feeling sick and um, it sucked. I mean, it, we thank God, like we didn't get nothing serious. We're, I'm not going to be here and like complain and cry because my we were blessed and we, no one got hospitalized, right? But man, it just I had a really mean headache. Like I was telling you guys earlier in the back of my head, it felt like someone was stomping That's on my head. Yeah, like I started just feeling weird. And I was like, at first I started feeling like a normal, like like small cold, right? So I was like, "Ah." right. And so I swayed it. But then when I start once I started getting the mean headache, I was like, nah, this is weird. And then I was like, I told a few people they're like, go get tested, bro. And I was like, all right, whatever. You can't tell (laughs) nobody. I was like, all right, whatever. And then I went to go get tested, and yeah, I ended up getting it um after the headache left. Um I did lose all my senses. So oh taste and, sm- and smell, uh-huh. just those two completely. It was weird. Like you brush your teeth with toothpaste, you can't like. taste anything. You have that's like, crazy. you have salsa, like the spiciest salsa ever. You don't taste it. You just feel your lips burning. And that's so that's yeah, it was crazy. Like it, when people like, when people first said like it affects your senses, I thought it was like a, like a regular cold where like you kind of taste food and, it's, and it seems off, right? Uh-huh. No, this was like completely shut off. Like I couldn't taste anything. And the weird part is that, I don't know if you guys have seen, but a lot of people still have the symptoms even after they're, they don't have. So that's what happened with me and my wife. We don't, we can't taste food the same anymore.
0: My sister and my brother were telling me that yesterday. Yeah. Let's take a quick break real quick. And then we'll hop back on. All right. We just had
2: a little intermission. Everybody got to get a water break, but we'll we'll hop back on to Rafael, bro. You're
0: talking about COVID, senses and all that Oh, yeah. So uh, Armando was saying how he lost his taste. Yeah my siblings were telling me that the other day, like, I guess they got their taste back and their smell back. So you're, you're They got it. You're yeah. They had COVID it. for like five days or so, but they were like chilling. I mean, they were fine. Mm-hmm. They were still eating, even though they had no taste because they're fat yeah. asses. They were playing <laughs> video games, you know, watching Netflix Yeah, and they were chilling at home. So, nothing major happened, but my sister the other day was telling me, like, my taste hasn't come back. And I can't even imagine that, bro. Like, I love to taste the food. I know, bro. Like, but I'm now pissed. it's like down? Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, like, from what's going 1 to 10, 10 being the most. Yeah, I'm probably like taste. at a seven. Like,
1: at a seven in taste. Like, I still, there's certain things, and I can't figure out what it is yet, but there's certain things I can't taste. And there's people that have figured it out. Like, there's, I know we have a friend that she can't taste anything that's potato anymore at all. So, so no there's something like
0: cheese? that. I heard like I no heard like, no ketchup. No ketchup. Yeah, like ketchup is all potato. tomato. Oh, potato. Potato. So <laughs> no, like, tomato. Okay. I heard I heard
2: like uh, that. You, it also like you get like this other uh, like a different taste. Like I heard I saw some video some girl was talking about that she eats food but it gives it like a bitter taste. Like a weird taste. Yeah, though. like anything that they eat is like super bitter like it's just it's gross. So like that that has lingered on. She said she, I think. It's like two or three months after having COVID and recovering from yeah. it that she still has it. So she doesn't know if it's ever going to go away.
1: Yeah. I had that during during, during yeah. when I when I had COVID actively. But uh, now it's just like I just don't have 100% of my taste back yet. That's crazy. And it's been, what, two months?
0: Damn. I think everyone's going to get it. Oh, yeah, bro. I'm pretty sure everyone's going to get it 100%. Like I just don't see how you're not going to get it. So how did that affect you getting COVID and stuff with your business?
2: Like, did it slow you down? Like, what did you?
1: Yeah, we did. We had a slow. We had a close for two weeks. Oh, so we were out of the game for two weeks. I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. I, is that I, a health
2: department thing? Like they go in and tell you, like, yo, you got COVID, so you got to shut down, or is just personal?
1: It was personal because right now we just have such a small team because of how slow it is this year yeah. that we were just like, it's not worth it. We're gonna stress out the employees we do have, and then mm. let's just close and then just. To be safe and to make sure that we we go back there and sanitize everything just in case
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah it just i mean the we had like a small vacation i guess that was cool that i slept <laughs> i slept a lot me and my wife killed a Casale de papel
2: oh, all right what is this uh, netflix right yeah netflix watch I, I haven't seen it with my
1: sister she's i recommend it really you guys are like, gonna, it gonna like love Marilla? it no, it's a, it's a badass show, bro. Just watch it, bro. Just watch it. A <laughs> in English. Bro, it's, 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 it's trust me, bro. Once, right. If That's you watch, good, you're going to thank my me.
0: Okay. She said it was good, so you're the second person now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you shut down for two weeks and, but you guys are back. Like, so yeah. who runs the business? So your wife runs the business? My right wife now?
1: runs the business right now. So right. yeah, she's doing the operations right now, the day-to-day and then just managing the employees and stuff. And I'm hundred percent focused right now on cash drop.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you're trying to recruit businesses to jump on Cash App, right? So yeah. you're just traveling all over the nation or, or right now it's just right Salt
1: Lake now? City and then recently they sent me to LA. And so they actually want me to move not move but go to LA for like a month or two and stay so over there to Facebook launch the market. Ads? We yeah, so we do have a marketing department already and they do run some Facebook ads. And so I think they're tweaking it and, and working through it as well.
0: I feel like if you found a lot of like Hispanic influencers. Yeah. to promote it, that thing will take off like yeah. wildfire.
1: Within the Latino community, huh? Yeah, yeah, we do, we do have a influencer program. So we do have a few programs like that where we work with influencers, um, and then like a partner program with people that just want to refer, like want to uh-huh. refer businesses. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the startup game. I don't know if you guys know much about the the tech startup community, but it's like it's intense. It's an intense. It's a whole different ball game than I'm used to. So I'm learning as I'm going. But basically, it's like you come up with an idea, you come up with an app, you can you can work on it, you can build it up and get some customers going. And then you present it to investors. And if they like it, they'll invest in you. So that's what happened with it. They liked it. We got $3 million in funding. And then after that, it's just like going all in and you, it's just running. And then they have like investor meetings ever so often. And they're just like, you know, they're pressuring you because they want to see hyper growth. That's yeah. That's how that game is. So it's like, it's like a really high-stress uh, game, but it could be a really high payout too because mm. um, this company could become a billion-dollar company yeah, in like vastly. two to three years, right? Yeah. Um, so and it could be a really huge payout for everyone. Mm.
0: That's crazy. So tell me about this Illuminati thing. <laughs> the, <laughs> brown,
1: the, the brown,
0: the brown Illuminati. <laughs> yeah, talking about the brown Illuminati. It comes, What's your uh, plan, bro?
1: So, the idea started when. So I went to LA, right? There's a there's this guy. And like, I don't think he'll ever hear this podcast. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> but maybe he will. We'll see. Maybe once we, once we all make it, he's going to oh, be like, let's yeah. check out these guys. Uh, but his name's Andy, right? Asian dude. And he basically started the Asian Illuminati, bro. Okay. And so he basically does what I, what I told you, like he, he will, he builds a business and he tells, he tells his homies, who wants to get on this? Who wants a piece of this cake? We're going to blow this up. We're going to make this into a chain and we're going to, we're going to make this into 10 locations within three years, it's going to blow up. And then people start pitching in the resources, right? They have all kinds of people that, like, I think it would be cool to have a group like that, that there's like a realtor, there's investors that people that just have money sitting in the bank. There's people that have uh, marketing experience, people that have business experience, operation experience, right? And they all come together and they're like, let's do this. Let's build it. Let's let's like make it so um, we can give back to our community. make a difference right like help employees actually pay employees really well and you employ people within your community Mm -hmm. so you're pouring back the money back into the ecosystem and that's what they're doing and everything he co-signs blows up he's gotten to the point where he doesn't even have to put his own money anymore people come up to him they're like hey i want to start this he's like let's do it and he just co-signs it and it it just blows it up because he has the community like telling like they're ready to go for him whenever he says let's do this they're like, let's do it. And so Damn. I want to do that because we need to w- bro, the Latino community is huge. Yeah, and if you look at the stats, we have a purchasing power of $2 trillion a year. The Latino community in just the US, right? $2 trillion a year. Where the hell is that money? Yeah. You look at a Latino community, we're we're like, we're screwed, bro. Yeah, like no, it's like terrible. everyone's living like under the poverty yeah, line, yeah. like lower middle class, and it's just like that's not how we should be, right? We yeah. have there's a lot of smart people. We're really we're known for being really hardworking already. When you look at the stats of the food industry, we yeah. run, we run like 80% of the food industry, run it, but we don't yeah. own it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because you go, you, you go, you go to the back of every restaurant, you see Mexicans cooking up Italian food, Chinese yeah, food. Yeah. No, oh, bro bro. It's, we run it, but we don't own it. And so I want to bring back the ownership into the Hispanic community. And someday I want to flip it on them. I want to flip it on the Asian community. I want to flip it on the on white America, and I want to be like, this time we're going to start a burger joint and we're going to blow this up nationally. <laughs> and all the gringos are going to eat there, and we're going to make billions, and we're going to pour that back into our communities. And so that's what I want to do. I want to start that group like that because when you look at po- this, this is where politics comes into play. Look at politics, right? Who are the the like? I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about this uh, election, but you know, I, I my my personal feeling was that. We didn't really have a good option, no matter what, right? Yeah. Like we're screwed either way. That's yeah, how yeah. I feel personally. Yeah, I didn't like either option. Yeah, there the is or evil. Yeah, there is one that I liked least. <laughs> um, I'm probably not gonna say <laughs> it on this podcast, but, but, anyways, how do how can we make it so we can have a Latino president there that's gonna go to war for our community, right? The only way to do it is by lobbying.
0: Yeah,
1: politicians. Yeah. The only way you can lobby politicians is by having billions. So we need to create a machine where we like create so many millionaires billionaires within our latino community Mm -hmm. so we can start lobbying politicians and putting people into power that are in line with our values and morals and they're going to go to war for our for our community yeah and that's how we're going to make a difference and so that's the ultimate plan is we're we can do that we start we start this brown illuminati i mean it can be called something else right and (laughs) then we, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we build all these businesses and then and then we just go to war into politics and yeah. actually start funding them because yeah ahead. no no that's crazy because like the same bro
2: like literally so before i called you this morning i called Raphael because we, we we're lining up a guest for thursday right for the for the meeting. is this dude he has his own uh fitness wear line and as he is blown up he's got like 20 30 he's like thirty thousand followers on his instagram and stuff for his uh fitness line and one of the things i told him about it, bro was the exact same thing you just said it's, it's wild bro how like the universe works but uh i was telling him like because he was asking what's the person of the podcast i was like to help people grow blah, 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 whatever i was like, but the biggest thing he asked me like why like what about me like why am i doing it and my thing was exactly that like when it, to, it comes to politics like if you guys followed it um you know you talk about obviously like the big thing is like black lives matter and like all that stuff which is cool like obviously everybody has their own thing that they're going they're going through right um but you look at what they talk about not, like none of them address the hispanic community unless they're talking about ice and detention centers they were talking about how they're going to help us grow. They're not talk about how you know how we are the backbone of really like how the country's growing. You look at like the wildfires and stuff. I don't know if you guys seen those pictures of the wildfires in California, um, bro. Literally, Mexicans are right there picking the picking like all the crops oh, and yeah. stuff while the fires are right there. I saw there. those pictures. Bro, it's like nonstop working, and people don't talk about that. So I told them I was like, "What's the biggest like compliment that people give to a Hispanic when they talk about Hispanics?" Hardworking, hard workers. <laughs> always the first thing they That's always it. say. Bro, it's never like what you said about like being a business owners, entrepreneurs, none of that stuff. And that's the thing that gets me. That's what like motivates me to like be something and have my family be something because of that. Like everybody just sees us as a hard worker. They see us as somebody that's going to come here, going to work hard for them to help them build their dreams. While, like you said, we're living in poverty. We're barely living paycheck to paycheck and no one cares about us. Like when they talk about politics and yeah. stuff like that, Hispanic, like we're not brought up unless it's like I said, talking about like immigration and stuff like that. So, like th- that's just a while that you talk about because that's the same thing I told that this dude and he's just like bro he's like that's why I'm in business he's like because something's got to change and if we don't do it it's not going to happen like no yeah. one cares about us and if we don't do something ourselves yo, we're just gonna like keep we're just gonna get, let exactly. people keep pushing us It'll around be the same story yeah over and over yeah so I was like I don't want anybody to ever describe me as just being a hard worker like if that's what you describe me as I'm not doing something myself so like you said we got to bring back that ownership and learn how to be bosses learn how to create like generational wealth and all that stuff and you know that's to anybody like
0: obviously you don't just have to be hispanic just anybody who is in that situation exactly that sounds dope to me bro yeah we just gotta put it on paper like how when what movements what pieces have to move around for us to like get there because after this election i realized like there's a lot of crap that's going on that just like you said, it's not being addressed. And it pisses me off because it's like, it makes me want to get into politics to try to make a change. Yeah. But I don't want to get into politics because I ain't trying to get shot. You know, <laughs> like I'm not trying to be the dude that changes everything and I end up getting killed. Like I'm not there yet. You know, like I'm not, I'm in it, but not like ready to go put yeah. my life on the line for that, you know? But if you want to do it, I'll follow you. <laughs> I got your back, bro. Like, if you want to be the next president, I got you. <laughs> I'll bring the it. billions of dollars. Let's go. Let's do it. You know, so, but yeah, dude, I, um, I mean, I don't know as far as like um, any other things that you want to talk about. I, I'm kind of, yeah. I think I'm good. I don't know, unless you wanted to say something else about. Like what, what, I guess you've
2: done a couple of, you're young still, you're 24, bro. And like some Rafael and I always talk about like him and I were in our thirties. So you started young. So what do you tell? Cause like when I was 24, bro, I was working a nine to five job. I think I already had a house. Like I bought my first house. And so I was doing the stuff society told me I needed to do. Right. I always knew I wanted to do something, but I was scared to do it. Right. So like, what advice do you give a kid that's maybe coming out of high school or just somebody who knows like college isn't the route for them or. Or maybe college is, and they like that's their yeah. dream because obviously you know other people have, like that's their dream or whatever. But like, what advice do you give to somebody who has this goal, has this dream in mind, and wants to go after it, but they're too scared to do it? Like, what advice can you give that kid?
1: Um, I think first piece of advice would be that you're super young, so you can mess up a million. Like, I still feel super young, right? I'm yeah. 24, so I I'm still living life like super high risk when it comes to business. So I don't I, I don't care if I lose everything right now. I can start all over again, and then do it, do it five more times, bro. I can lose everything five more times. So that's the first thing, like you're 18, you're fresh out of high school, like go mess up, go mess up. Cause that's the only way you're going to learn. And so that's what I did. I messed up so much. I've lost so much money. I've, I've had a bunch of businesses that haven't worked out. So it's like, that's the only way. And and go chase something that you actually enjoy, like go scratch that itch first, because if not you're gonna like regret it later on, you're gonna be like, what if I would have yes. done it, yes. right? Yes. And so it's like, you, you, you just need to do those things and go try do, doing what you enjoy, because if you do something else, like if you end up getting a good job instead, because society told you to do that, because your mom told you, hey, that's where the security is at, you're gonna end up hitting your life. Yes. And that's, I mean, sometimes you have to go through that for a wake up call, mm-hmm. kinda happened with me and, That's what's going to make you change. But if you can avoid it, you're going to save so much time and energy. So uh, that's another thing. Another. And then the last thing I said, I would say is to stop listening to people that don't have the lifestyle that you want. Many times, like like, many times people will try to give you advice like your broke uncle, right? Your, (laughs) your your mom, that's like been living paycheck to paycheck, right? Like it's sometimes it's the closest people to us, your best friend that has no, aspirations for anything in yeah. life, right? That's just a pothead. Yeah. And they try to give you advice and you follow it. If you follow people's advice, that means you're willing to live the life they have. If you're not willing to trade places with someone else, then you shouldn't be taking any of their advice. And so yeah. that's that's a huge one for me. That's yeah. a good yeah, one.
2: That's good. That's way
1: good. Nah, bro. Yeah, know. well, we appreciate you coming on the
2: podcast, bro, I feel like we touched on a lot of subjects, a lot of useful things for people. Uh, you know, biggest takeaway I took from it, again, is adapting. And like you said, it's helping others. Like I heard you mention earlier that you got into business obviously for money, but then after that, it was like more so helping. And that's, that's honestly what you're trying to do to make that difference. So, um, I don't know. I think, like I said, if you guys follow the the podcast and you follow like the patterns of the different people that have been on the show, one of the common factors that everybody who's been on so far is the fact that they try to give back and help out in one way, shape or form. Like that's always and i'm pretty sure you're going to continue to see that pattern with all the other guests that come that's on. awesome so uh if you haven't found a nugget like there it is like do something that's going to help and uplift somebody else just like it did for you so um thank you armando for coming on the show bro honestly it's i appreciate that's dope, it bro. Yeah. yeah i thanks, appreciate thanks you guys so yeah, this was fun down. yeah
1: no, let's bro. do this again in a few years yeah let's yeah, do it for real. to bro, recap bro. This how the brown illuminati is doing there you go <laughs>
2: <Hell> <laughs> all right. yeah all right guys so we're gonna uh link all of his socials to our podcast and obviously follow, follow our social media so you can follow him follow his personal page his business page and help uh help build up his business as well so you know to, to close off again if you woke up today we're able to uh be blessed to see another day of life you're you're able to get up and chase your dreams so dream chasers out peace